Welcome to the Thomas Howard's All Sports Podcast with your host, Thomas Howard. What is up, everybody? I'm back with an all-new Thomas Howard All Sports Podcast. I am sorry for the last several weeks. I have been trying to do some repairs and other stuff, personal stuff for spaces for my podcast in my room and everything else. But as I said, I am back. So let's get started, shall we? I want to talk about some college football, some NFL, and some Major League Baseball awards today. So let's get started. First, let's hit on some college football. This past weekend alone, there was 15 postponements or cancellations due to COVID-19. Now, for me as a college football fan and my other college football fans out there, does this mean doom and gloom for the college football season? It very well could. I don't know. You having all these cases all of a sudden pop up like wildfires out there and can't play games, you're already short a season anyway because you're only playing conference games and some of those games are getting wiped out due to this coronavirus stuff. So are they even going to finish? Are they going to have bowl games? Are they going to have a conference championship game? Are they going to have a national championship, the the college football playoffs? I don't know. You tell me. Hit me up at T. Howard ESPN on Twitter to give me your thoughts, your comments. Or if you just disagree with me, let me know. Now, I want to talk about an early week game against Western Michigan and Toledo. First, wild. I mean, what an epic game from start to finish. Then to end the game with about 20, 30 seconds left in the game, Western Michigan had to drive down and end up scoring, or they were going to lose this game. They got down to about the 5 four or five yard line and Toledo I don't know what happened to y'all it Western Michigan easily hit a fake spike on y'all and what were y'all doing were y'all napping were y'all not even on the field which I watched the game and y'all were on the field but y'all didn't look like y'all were there mentally I don't know what happened but Western Michigan pulled up pulled out the win with a fake spike to have a final score of 41 to 38. Liberty handles Western Carolina to stay unbeaten at a 58 to 14 score. I'll be honest, Liberty has surprised me. They've kind of come out of nowhere. I granted, yes, this football season's different. They're playing only conference games. I get it. But Liberty has just Shocking, honestly. I just don't know what other words to say about this. But Liberty is in the top 25 and well-deserving. Will they make a college football playoff or a bowl game? Yeah, they'll make a bowl game, but they're not making a college football playoff just because of the week schedule. No fault of their own. They can't help who they're playing. They can't help because of the season the way it is because of COVID-19. You can't help that. I get it. And maybe Liberty's overhyped. I don't know. I haven't seen much get many games of them this year to really form an opinion. But just being a lower classification school 
in a lower conference. Yeah, they're good, but they're not an Auburn, a Florida, an Alabama, or teams like that. Sorry for my Liberty fans out there. You're great, but you're not superstar material just yet. Now, Penn State, Penn State, Penn State. Hmm, what do I even... Where do I even begin with this game? Or even their season as a whole. Penn State, they're just... I don't know how to, any way else to put it. They're just absolutely terrible. I feel bad for one person, and that one person is James Franklin. He's a great head coach. Yes, and I get it. There may be injuries or COVID-related issues on that team. I get it. But to start 0-4 with a talent you still have on that team since, God, maybe 2003 or 4? I don't... I can't remember the exact year it was they started 0-4 last. But to lose in the fashion y'all have been losing in, there's no excuse for that. I don't fully blame James Franklin. He's a good head coach, as I said. But if Penn State doesn't get better... James Franklin will be fired, and I hope, I hope that he is picked up by some team that is willing, willingly <coughs> good and deserving of him because he deserves a chance. He does, He's a good coach. Penn State is just, maybe it's just the COVID-related issues. I don't know, injuries, I don't know, but Penn State is bad. Might as well throw hang their season up, throw it down the toilet, forget about it. Penn State, your season's over. I'm sorry. Maybe next year when the full season's back, I don't know, but if you come back like this next year, you might as well just forget about your season. Sorry, that's my opinion. Michigan Wolverines. Wow. That's pretty much all I have to say about them. It's wow, because... You lose to Wisconsin, who, yes, is a good team. Even great, probably, honestly. But you absolutely no-showed in your own home stadium in the big house, as they want to call it in Michigan. Yes, I get it. There was not many fans that I get it. But Michigan, what were you doing? What was that performance? You lost 49-11. to and it was over in the first half. Because it was like 38 to 3 years, something like that. What? Like, what more does J- Jim Harbaugh have to do? If I'm Michigan, I'm looking for a different head coach because I feel like he's part of the problem. Y'all haven't really been relevant since he's been there. Fire Jim Harbaugh, find a new coach. Do what you got to do to just uh, replace him and win ball games because y'all are a better team than what you've been showing this year. I'm, like I said, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. COVID this year and possible other injuries on your team, but to lose in the fashion you have to Wisconsin is, again, Wisconsin is great, but to lose 49-11, to 11, that's inexcusable. That is absolutely atrocious. Do better. And for all my Florida Gator fans out there, please give me all the hate 
I deserve it. I know in the past I've said you're overhyped. But I can own up to this. I miscalculated Florida. They absolutely beat down a Georgia Bulldog team 44 to 28, I think the score was. And a lot of my Georgia Bulldog fans are going to hate this. You, you thought y'all were a good team. I get it. I know. But you have no quarterback. I don't know where your defense is. Matter of fact, I don't even know if Georgia can call that a defense. Who's your quarterback? Because I don't know. It's not Stetson Bennett. Could it be Carson Becht? Is it Dewan Mathis? I don't know. But all I know is Kirby Smart needs to figure it out. He needs to figure it out now. Because, yeah, the first maybe one or two games, Stetson Bennett looked great. But overall, he's been a trash can. Dewan Mathis, give him a little break. He's coming off of a brain surgery that he's had. But even him and his short stints has looked absolutely terrible. Is it time to give Carson Beck a chance? If I was a Georgia fan, I would be throwing a fit to give Carson Beck a chance. Yeah, he's a freshman. I get it. But in reality, can he do any worse than Stetson Bennett or Dewan Mathis already has? Maybe, but I doubt it. Now, let's move on to some NFL, shall we? Sunday's games are as follows. Texans versus the... Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. I give this one to Cleveland just being at home. Sorry for my Texans fans. You're 2-6 and six or whatever you are. You're not showing any signs of getting better anytime soon. The Cleveland Browns are going to win another one at home. The Washington football team goes into Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are going to win this one at home. Unless, by some miracle, Washington has trick plays or whatever. Because they're not good either. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Jacksonville Jaguars might as well not even show up. They're not winning that game. I don't even think it's going to be close. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to win that game with relative ease, I believe. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Ooh, this one's tough. Both aren't good. But if I had to say, I'm going to give this slight edge to the New York Giants just because they're playing at home. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers. If the Carolina Panthers are healthy with Christian McCaffrey coming back and Teddy Bridgewater is healthy from a couple weeks ago with that hit he took against the Atlanta Falcons, they have a chance. But it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. So I'm giving Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a win on the road against the Carolina Panthers. The Denver Broncos versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Come on, man. Buccaneers stink. I mean, the Broncos stink. You're not beating the Las Vegas Raiders at home. 
sorry, Las Vegas Raiders are going to take that by a couple touchdowns. I am sorry for your Broncos fans out there. Hey, give me all the hate you want. Bring it to me. I'm waiting. Let's go. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins have been playing well the last couple of weeks with Tua Tagovailoa as your quarterback right now due to an injury. But I don't think even Tua is enough to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers come into Miami and take it to the Dolphins. I just don't think Miami has enough offense, defense, special teams, or anything like that to stop the Chargers. I am sorry for my Miami Dolphins fans out there. That's just the way I see it. The Buffalo Bills versus the Arizona Cardinals. Will the Buffalo Bills finally be stopped? Will their momentum be halted? I think Arizona could potentially stop the winning streak. But the Bills are good on offense. They're very good on defense. Special teams. And sometimes. But to me, this is going to come down to a defensive game. I think the Bills are going to pull out a close one in Arizona. 21 to 17 or 31 to 28, something like that. It's going to be close. Let me guys know what you think on my Twitter at T Howard ESPN. Thank you. The Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now, this could be an underdog pick because both teams are decent. Both teams have good offense, stellar defenses, good special teams, good head coaches. But ultimately, I feel like the Seattle Seahawks are going to come into Los Angeles and beat the Rams 24-17 to or something like that with Russell Wilson at the helm because he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. And he knows how to read defenses, and I think he's going to end up picking the Rams' defense apart. The San Francisco 49ers versus the New Orleans Saints. Okay, uh, this one's tough for me as well. I just, 49ers have good offense, really good defense, and good quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's healthy. The Saints, on the other hand, have future Hall of Famer Drew Brees at the helm on offense. Stellar defense with Cam Jordan, Demario Davis and company. One of the best kickers in the league in Will Lutz. And the Saints are also at home. I'm giving the edge to uh, the Saints just because they're at home. If this was in San Francisco, I would have to give the edge to the San Francisco 49ers. But being that it's going to be played in New Orleans, I'm giving the edge to the New Orleans Saints. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. If if Big Ben Roethlisberger is back to his normal healthy self, off the COVID list and he is healthy, The Steelers are going to win this game easily. They're going to be undefeated at 9-0, I believe. Or 8-0, whichever it is. Bengals aren't going to win this game. Yes, Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's only in his rookie year. 
but he's not beating the stout Steelers defense. I'm sorry for my Cincinnati Bengals fans out there. That's just the way I see it. The Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots. Ooh, I'm going to give this edge to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens just based on the fact that Lamar Jackson can run, he can pass, he can scramble, he can do it all. He has good receivers. I just don't think Cam Newton, Patriots, and defense has enough to really contain Lamar Jackson and the offense that he has. The Baltimore Ravens come into New England and Foxborough and take it to the New England Patriots. I'm sorry for my beloved Patriots fans out there. That's just the way I see it. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears get another win right here. I just don't see the beleaguered Minnesota Vikings, the way they've played this year, the way they've played all year, as a matter of fact. They're going to go into Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois, and any way, shape, or form beat the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry. That's just the way I see it. The Bears take this one with relative ease. Now let's move on to some Major League Baseball, shall we? First, I want to congratulate the Los Angeles Dodgers for a World Series championship. First one since 1988. My prediction was obviously wrong with the National League. I picked the Braves moving on to face Tampa Bay. But in fact, it was the Los Angeles Dodgers who moved on to face the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, I know many people could say that this was rigged, this was fixed. And maybe it was. I don't know because the Braves were up 3-1 to one in the championship series and absolutely got demolished the final three games to have the Dodgers win that series four games or three in the best of seven in the National League Championship Series. Let me guys know what you think on my Twitter at ESPN. But again, nonetheless, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers World Series champions for the first time since 1988. Now, I just want to touch on something for the National League and the American League MVP, which I think is the first time this has ever happened in the history of the MVP award. Two first basemen for each league won the MVP, and Jose Abreu winning the AL MVP for the White Sox is a first baseman, and Freddie Freeman for the Atlanta Braves winning his first ever MVP in 10 major decisions, as well as, I think, Jose Abreu winning his first AL MVP. Now, I know that many people might say, especially my Dodgers fans out there, and you have an argument, I get it, I know. Well, why isn't Mookie Betts the NL MVP since we won the World Series? Well, if you look at their numbers, Freddie Freeman actually leads Mookie Betts in almost every category that there was. In average, in home runs, on base percentage, RBI. So in my opinion, the rightful winner for the NL MVP was indeed Freddie Freeman. Now for the American League MVP, there could be a claim. And I get it. I know. I understand this one. Because let's be honest, I don't believe that Jose Abreu should have won it in the fashion that he did. Yeah, were were his numbers great? Yeah, they were great. But I feel like DJ LeMahieu or even Jose Ramirez 
were better than him. If you look at DJ LeMayhew's numbers, they were way better than Jose Abreu. Was it just based on defense that Jose Abreu won the American League MVP? I don't know. But in reality, it wasn't even close in the American League or the National League. The closest guy behind Jose Abreu in the American League was Jose Ramirez with the Cleveland Indians with eight first-place votes. In the National League, Freddie Freeman had 28 first-place votes. To Mookie Betts' is only two first-place votes. votes. And I just, I think, in my opinion, DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees got screwed. His numbers were better than Jose Abreu or even Jose Ramirez. I, I don't know what their thoughts were or how they tabulated, what they tabulated. I don't know, but to me, this was, the American League was a joke. Congratulations to Jose Abreu nonetheless, but this was a joke to me. Sorry. Just is what it is. Now to the Manager of the Year awards. Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays won his first Manager of the Year award. Well deserving. Made it to the World Series. With a good team. You deserve it. Congratulations Kevin Cash. Now this one isn't a surprise to me since I am a fan of baseball. I watch baseball. John Mattingly won Manager of the Year for the Miami Marlins. And to me, this was no question about it. He should have won it, and he did. Bringing the beleaguered Miami Marlins from where they were just last year. And to have him in the playoffs in only his third or fourth year with the Miami Marlins or whatever it is. That's deserving of a Manager of the Year award. Congratulations to Don Maddenly. And let me stop all you guys out there. Yeah, it was a 60-game season. And a normal season, would he have made the playoffs? Probably not. But you know what? They all agreed to the 60-game season. They all had to play the same amount of games. So you know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your mouth. I don't want to hear your disagreements. They all agreed to the same terms and policies that they all had to follow. Miami made the playoffs, and if your team didn't, I apologize for that. But look, to bring the Miami Marlins back from where they were just a couple years ago is astonishing. It's amazing. I don't have any other adjectives to really describe how this team was this year. For your NL and AL Cy Young Award winners, I don't think it was any surprise that Trevor Bauer won the NL Cy Young Award or Shane Bieber winning the AL Cy Young Award. Both were dominant this year. Yeah, uh, Trevor Bauer and the Reds got knocked out in the playoffs in the wildcard round. As did the Indians, I believe. They made the playoffs. I can't remember. Your AL Rookie of the Year is Kyle Lewis from the Seattle Mariners, which was unanimous. By looking at his numbers, he deserved it. I just, I didn't get to watch a lot of the Mariners games this year because of time difference and on the different coasts that they were on to where I'm at but watching his highlights he absolutely deserved the rookie of the year so congratulations to Kyle Lewis of the Seattle Mariners Devin Williams won the rookie of the year in the National League from the Milwaukee Brewers and looking up his numbers and as a reliever he had an 0.33 ERA as a reliever which is absolutely astonishing 
That doesn't happen often. So congratulations to Devin Williams. Your Silver Sluggers Award winners in the AL was catcher Salvador Perez from the Kansas City Royals, first baseman Jose Abreu for the White Sox, who also won the AL MVP, as I previously said earlier. So he's taking on multiple hardware. Congratulations to him. Your second baseman Silver Slugger Award for the American League was DJ LeMahieu for the New York Yankees, which, again, I think that he absolutely gets screwed out of the MVP award. I'm sorry, that's just my thoughts. Hate me if you won't. Bring it on. I'm waiting. Third baseman Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians won a Silver Slugger Award again, which his numbers proved it to me that he deserved a Silver Slugger at least. Shortstop Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox won another Silver Slugger Award. Congratulations, you deserve it, sir. Just looking at your numbers, I don't know how you weren't in contention of an MVP award. That's beyond me. I don't know. Outfielder Teoscar Hernandez of the Blue Jays won a Silver Slugger Award, which I believe to be his first in his career. So congratulations to him. Eloy Jimenez from the White Sox won a Silver Slugger, which I think also was his very first. So congratulations to him. And no surprise to anybody, Mike Trout won another Silver Slugger Award for the Los Angeles Angels, which I believe to be his third or his fourth. I can't remember. My Angels fans, please let me know on my Twitter at THowardESPN. And again, I will state this. Mike Trout... Angels aren't ever going to win. You need to leave. I know my Angels fan might disagree with this, but look, Mike Trout is the best player in the game. He's not winning. The Angels aren't going to win. They don't look like they want to win. Mike Trout, please leave. And finally, since they had the Universal DH in both leagues this year, the AL DH winner was Nelson Cruz for the Minnesota Twins, which, honestly, he deserves it. He had the best numbers on the team, I feel like. So congratulations to him. For the NL Silver Slugger Awards, catcher Travis Darno of the Atlanta Braves won his very first, I believe. So congratulations to him. Best offense on the team by far, other than Freddie Freeman, who also is the next Braves. Freddie, Freddie Freeman is the next Atlanta Brave to win an NL Silver Slugger Award, which I think is his second or his third, possibly. I can't remember. Second baseman Donovan Solano of the Giants. Won a Silver Slugger, which I believe is going to be his first or second. Congratulations to him. Shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres won his first Silver Slugger award. Congratulations to him. And I can see an NL MVP in his future very, very, very soon. Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves won a Silver Slugger, which is I believe is his second or first or second. So congratulations to him. Mookie Betts won another Silver Slugger Award, which I think he's one of the first to do so in both leagues, in the American League and National League, being that he previously played with the Boston Red Sox, so congratulations to him. And I know my Dodgers fans are going to say, well, why didn't he win the NL MVP? Because we won the World Series, so the World Series winner should have won NL MVP. Looking at his numbers compared to the other candidates, especially Freddie Freeman, Freddie's overall numbers were better than Mookie Betts. I'm sorry for my Dodgers fans out there. But he did come away with a Silver Slugger Award, which he deserved, so congratulations to him. Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals won a Silver Slugger, which I believe is his first or his second. 
So congratulations to him. The DH in the National League, which they had Universal DH this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and the 60-game season and the rule changes that they had this year, they had a Universal DH in both leagues. And Marcel Ozuna for the Atlanta Braves won it, hands down. Had one of the best numbers in the National League, and he deserved it. So congratulations to you, sir. Now for your Gold Glove winners in the American League, catcher Roberto Perez of the Indians won a silver or Gold Glove. First baseman Evan White of the Mariners won a Gold Glove. Cesar Hernandez of the Cleveland Indians won a Gold Glove. Isaiah Kiner Leffa of the Texas Rangers won a Gold Glove. J.P. Crawford of the Miami of the Mariners won a Gold Glove. Alex Gordon who announced his retirement earlier this year. Won a gold glove, and he won the platinum glove this year, so congratulations to him, definitely, for winning those awards. Center fielder Luis Robert of the Chicago White Sox won a gold glove, which I believe to be his first, so congratulations to you for winning first of hopefully many more for you. Right fielder Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers won a gold, another gold glove, which honestly isn't a surprise to anybody. You just... You deserve it, so congratulations to you. For your National League Gold Glove winners, Tucker Barnhart of the Cincinnati Reds won another Gold Glove, which the games I saw of him with the Braves in the Reds and the Whites in the Wild Card Series, he deserves it. Yeah, Travis Darno could have an argument. I don't, I don't know. Maybe my Braves fans can tell me different. If you know, if you can, let me know at T Howard ESPN. Thank you. But Tucker Barnhart won a Gold Glove in the National League for catcher. Congratulations. Now this one isn't a surprise to me or my Cubs fans or anybody out there. Anthony Rizzo takes home another Gold Glove award win for his defense and the way he plays in the on first base. Congratulations to Anthony Rizzo. You deserve it, sir. Second best Gold Glove Award winner is Colton Wong of the St. Louis Cardinals, which, other than possibly Ozzy Albies, I don't think there is another, or there is a better Gold Glove caliber second baseman in the National League other than Colton Wong. Third baseman Nolan Arnado for the Colorado Rockies won, I believe, his eighth or ninth straight. Which he deserves it. I don't think there's a better third baseman in the National League. If there is, feel free to let me know on my Twitter. Thank you. Shortstop Javier Baez for the Chicago Cubs won another gold glove. Which, again, I don't think that there's a better shortstop in the National League other than maybe a Dansby Swanson or Trevor Story or somebody like that. You let me know. Tyler O'Neill, the left fielder for the Colorado or the St. Louis Cardinals, won a Gold Glove, which to be, I believe, his first. Which I've seen him in a couple of games, even last year. He's deserving of this award, so congratulations to him. Trent Grisham of the San Diego Padres won a Gold Glove, which I believe to also be his first. Haven't really seen him too much, so I can't really say if he's deserving or not. Maybe my Padres fans out there can let me know. Thank you, I would appreciate that. Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers is taking home a Gold Glove Award, which I've seen him play in the American League and in the National League. I think he's well-deserving of the award. So congratulations to you, sir. 
and I left out the AL pitcher who's winning the gold, who won the gold glove of the Angels, Griffin Caning. So congratulations to you. The National League pitcher who's taking home a gold glove is an Atlanta Brave starting pitcher, Max Freed, who I don't know if there's a better pitcher in the National League other than maybe a Clayton Kershaw or Trevor Bauer who can feel the pitching position better than Max Freed can or maybe Mike Soroka had he not got injured this year. So congratulations to the gold glove winners this year and all the award winners for the, the baseball this year. Hoping for a better 2021 season. Also, before I want to end this, I want to touch on the Universal DH. I think the players started to fall in love with it. Us as fans, I think, started to fall in love with it. So, Rob Manfred, if you hear this, if you're listening, please try to bring the 2021 season with the Universal DH. It benefited multiple teams. And also the extended playoffs. If you can make that happen, please make that happen. Let me guys know what you think at my Twitter at T Howard ESPN. Thank you. Now, this has been the Thomas Howard All Sport Podcast. I have been your host, Thomas Howard. I will see you next time. Peace.